0: Podcast. We're excited to introduce you guys to one of our pastors, Daryl Davenport, mm-hmm. and he is going to be talking with us today about Besorah, which is the good news in Hebrew. Welcome, Daryl.
1: Good to be here. Any time I get to talk about the gospel and Honduras, I am excited to be here.
0: Goodness. Good. Daryl, tell us a little bit about you, your family, kind of where you're at here at the church.
1: All right. So, uh, in the first week in November of this year. 2022. I will be here 32 years. Mm, Um, It's been a, it's been a great time. God's been so good to us. It is amazing. Um, I'm, you know, again, most of you know that, know me, I'm the baby of 12 children, grew up in Southeast Missouri, have come. And um, we moved to Chattanooga in 1983, and it's been home pretty much ever since then. Um, And when I first came to Stewart Heights, I was teaching, um, middle school at Red Bank Middle. That's right. I <laughs> I'm i one of those weird folks, and I know that people will say, yeah, that's you, but I'm one of those weird folks that I really like middle school kids. Mm-hmm. Um, they're moldable, they're impressionable, and, and that's either a good thing or a bad thing. Mm-hmm. And, of course, I, I try to make that a good thing. And so I taught for uh, the first nine years that I was here at Stewart Heights. Um, I taught full-time and coached football, basketball, and baseball, and worked here at church mm-hmm. full-time. And um, so that was a—it's it, it's been a fun ride. So and God is good. He good. really has been good.
0: Good. Mm-hmm. So we're going to talk today about Honduras. Honduras is a place that our church participates with a cooperative that we go and we serve and we, we tell the gospel and we share with the people there. Tell us how this Honduras Cooperative began.
1: Wow. Wow. Um, Started many many years ago. I was in a missions conference, uh, 1979, <laughs> and does that tell you. I was, yes, y'all probably weren't even born then. No, but we I'm, were born. Okay, born. moving on. Right started along. school yet? Uh, but. <laughs> but I was uh, I was in a mission conference, and God really touched me that it was more than uh, I needed. You needed to go the Great Commission, Matthew 28. You needed to go, but you need to go with intent. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, the scripture there is, it truly is, it's as you go, but as you go, you need to go with intent. Mm-hmm. And so that's where it first started. And then, uh, fast forward, we've lived here in Chattanooga since 1983. Um, in 1997, a friend of mine, um, asked me if I wanted to go to Honduras and I said, what for? <laughs> and he said, well, we need somebody to go and preach. And I'm like, okay, I can do that. Um, but I'd never done that with, a um, uh, with an interpreter. Mm -hmm. And since I didn't know Spanish, and that's what they speak in Honduras, uh, that was interesting. Um, But the first place I went, I went with a group from Mississippi Medical Dental. um, And on that medical dental trip, um, my job was to preach. And I would have uh, a 30-minute period of time, which mean I had a 15-minute message, mm-hmm. and then the guy that was interpreting for me would speak for 15 minutes, right. you know, as mm-hmm. we went back and forth. And so when people would line up to see the doctor or the, um, the dentist or the pharmacist or whatever, that was what, that's how they do it. Mm-hmm. Um, they would have the opportunity. They would come in in groups of anywhere between 40 and 60 people, yeah. and they would sit down. And I would have that 15 minutes to share the gospel with them, straight out gospel presentation. What's the scripture say? This is what God says. And and so that's how I was introduced to Honduras. And my first trip was um, <clears throat> it was it was a trip. In all the times in the in the last 25 years that I've been doing that, uh, I've been going. Um, it was to the my first trip was to the poorest most destitute people in all of Honduras that I have seen. Mm-hmm. Um, when the bus arrived with all of us uh, on it, uh, we were going to spend three days there. And when we arrived, I'll never forget, there were probably the road ended where that community was mm-hmm. that uh, that we were going to be in all week. Um, and the kids, there was probably 25 or 30 kids playing in the, in the dirt. Um, and only about half of them had clothes on
0: Mm.
1: and, and it wasn't, it wasn't because they just wanted that. It was because they, mom would send them to go play and it wasn't, they, they only had one set of clothes. Yeah. And, and the great thing on that trip was that we had brought, uh, we had, we were able to bring to them, um, Bags and bags and bags of children's clothes. Mm-hmm. Um, and really interesting to watch how all of that played out with giving them that stuff. Mm-hmm. But anyway, um, that was my first trip, and that's how I started. And and during that first trip, let me tell you this story. This is the I was going to say, rumor <laughs> has it that you have
0: a really funny story about okay. this, this so first trip.
1: It, it, it really was. It was a funny story that happened to me, <laughs> but it also... Was such a great blessing that 25 years later I'm still going several times a year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and what happened was was that it was the first session, and there's 40 to 50 people on these little homemade log benches, and they're all sitting there. And the guy that I was that I'd gone with, he said, "Okay, I'll show you how to do it the first time." So he stood up and was sharing the gospel, and I kind of came from the back and was sitting on the front row and this lady came in carrying a baby. And I thought, okay, you know, Mr. Gentleman here, you know, (laughs) so I moved over and there was a, a little rock sitting beside that front bench. And so I sat down on the end of the pew there at the rock on the rock. And this lady had about a one-year-old little baby boy, cute little boy. He kept, (laughs) you know, you know, playing, you know, reaching down for me and all that stuff. And this lady, as he started sharing the gospel, this lady got so intent, she just kept looking at Mike, the guy that was preaching, and he, she just kept looking at him, looking. Well, this little boy had to go to the bathroom, and and he, mom wasn't paying any attention to him. So I'm sitting there, and I'm looking, and I'm down just a little bit below her, and this little boy all by himself, reaches over, has a cloth diaper on, okay, that tells you how, you know, (laughs) old school, and so he took that cloth diaper and pulled it back and leaned over towards me, and he just wet all over me, (laughs) and the mom never broke stride. She never looked, she never flinched, and and I, I remember sitting there thinking, hey, lady, What's going on? But here's the great thing, and here's the thing that honestly changed my life forever, specifically in Honduras, but really forever, and that is the intentness Mm -hmm. that she was looking at because I found out in the next 30 minutes after that she had never heard the gospel. Mm -hmm. She has where they lived and out there so far— they had, she had never heard that she could have a personal relationship with the God of the universe. She had never heard that. And and she, through the interpreter, told me that. And on that day, she accepted Christ as her Savior. Mm-hmm. I got peed on, yeah. and, <laughs> you know. It was worth it. And no. it was worth every <laughs> bit of it. But again, that look, so now that's the thing that excites Mm -hmm. me so much about honduras and
0: i mean that's how we should all be living captivated Mm -hmm. where we are completely captivated by christ that no matter what goes on around us that Mm -hmm. our eyes are so focused on him Mm -hmm. that nothing else matters Mm -hmm. oh
1: and 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 we just so much don't do that no we don't (laughs) we really don't i mean
0: jen and i have gone to honduras with you mm -hmm. probably what was it 2018 i think is when we went
1: Something And like Jen that. and I mm-hmm.
0: led a women's conference, discipleship mm-hmm. conference, and Daryl took care of everything. He, he kept cooked. us safe and cooked for us. <laughs> yeah. It was good. It was a, it was a great trip. Yes. But that 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 look that so many believers have there that they they just live captivated by Christ, hungry and hungry. Yeah. And I'm fascinated by that every time we go back. Mm-hmm.
1: Growing up here in the States, even me, okay, you know, again, a baby of 12 children, grew up redneck USA. You know, if you look up redneck in the dictionary, there's a picture of my family, okay? I mean, just out in the middle of nowhere. And I look at that, and even I had heard about church. Even mm-hmm. I had heard about this Jesus person. Now, I wasn't saved till I was 15, but I had even heard all of that stuff. I can't every time we go to the mountains I still look at these kids mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and 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 again having been going now for 25 years mm-hmm. um, those little kids mm-hmm. are now grown adults with little kids of their own yeah. mm-hmm. and and that's the great thing that God's really doing some great great work there
0: you're starting to see the generational impact of the gospel
1: it it, it is amazing and That first, the first two years that I went, I went with the Mississippi Medical Dental. And then in um, 1999, um, on the 1998, the second trip that I took was when I met um, who Gerardo Mm -hmm. uh, Nolasco, who is our pastor missionary there now. He's our boots on the ground. Uh, day in and day out, and that's when I met him and the missionary, the International Mission Board missionary, uh, Billy Caps. He and Betty were there. They had just arrived in the last couple of uh, few months before we got there. On that, in San, uh, we were going to a, a town called a village called San Marcos, and we were staying that first night in a in the big town, La Esperanza, which has about set somewhere between 17 and 20,000 people there. Um, and that was in 1998 and we, um, met Billy and Betty that first time when we went and that, as they would say, the rest is history.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so tell us a little bit about the rest of the history. Like what kinds of things are done? How many trips a year does the cooperative take? What, what do we do when we go in?
1: Well, uh, let me back up and start with Billy and Betty. Mm-hmm. So Billy and Betty, are, uh, Billy was a retired dentist, retired early, so he could be intentional to go to share the gospel in in the department or the kind of the state there. It's called uh, Intubaca, mm-hmm. And in that area, there, are, there was an unreached people group called the Linka Indians. Mm-hmm. And Linka are the they're the largest indigenous group in all of Honduras. Um, their money in Honduras are, is called Lempiras. Mm-hmm. and the picture of of chief Lempira was Alinka. And again, he, his it's like our George Washington on the dollar bill. with are mm-hmm. on there. Limpira is or chief um, Limpira. The Linka had become, in the mountains there, there's somewhere around a, they think somewhere around a hundred thousand in those in those mm. two or three provinces there. That's around, and that was a group that the International Mission Board considered an unreached people group. Mm. So Billy and Betty comes from Arkansas. They go to language school in Costa Rica, and they end up in the mountains of Honduras hilarious just to watch Billy a long tall drink of water with his cowboy hat on from Arkansas Uh, and he he was a dentist and that's how they planned to reach people was through dentistry Mm -hmm. Um, when they arrived there it was a very very cold Hmm. um, group as far as how they were received Um, there had been a group sometime in the last five years before they arrived, that had been there to um, basically had come in, had preached revival services, got everybody all excited and all that stuff, and then packed up and left. Mm-hmm. And then another group came in behind them, and this guy was going from place to village to village telling, preaching the gospel. Well, in the way that he was preaching the gospel, um, eventually the people... Um, it it didn't go well. It it just didn't Mm -hmm. go well. And so what happened was uh, the people told them that basically they told him, we don't want you in our communities anymore. Mm -hmm. So he packed up and left. Well, several years later, Billy and Betty show up. And when they would drive down the road, and y'all have seen it, in the mountains Mm -hmm. of Honduras, when you drive down the road in a pickup truck, Mm -hmm. everybody wants a free ride to town. Or if they're in town, they want a free ride into the mountains because mm-hmm. it's a long walk. Um, and so um, it saves them from walking all day. So anyway, so when Billy and Betty first arrived, as they would drive down the mountain roads, going into the mountains out of Las Esperanza there, people would turn their backs mm-hmm. to them and would not even look at them mm-hmm. as they drove down the road. Now, fast forward... Ten years later, by the time Billy and Betty left, uh, I guess it was about two thousand and seven. Uh, by the time they left, uh, people would run from their houses, <laughs> hollering "Don Billy, Don Billy!" Uh, and and so God had started really doing some work there. And Billy and Betty retired, and um, the IMB decided that they were not going to. Uh, they decided they were not going to replace them with another missionary. Well, the group of churches that had, the cooperative that you Mm -hmm. call it, uh, the group of folks that had gathered together, the different churches, we had at that time, um, I think we had seven churches in five states Mm -hmm. that had been working like we were with Billy and Betty going on short-term mission trips. And then all of a sudden, uh, Billy and Betty's going to be gone. And the IMB said, you know, we're not going to put anybody here. So I had met a couple of the other folks from other churches, uh, First Baptist Hot Springs, uh, Rootville Road Baptist Church, Dry Prong, Louisiana, anyways, several of the churches. And so I got on the phone. We started talking and said, you know what? I don't think God's finished here yet. Um, and so we formed this cooperative called Honduras Ministry Incorporated, and we board of directors. It's a 501c3, uh, and our church gets to be a big part of that. Um mm-hmm. uh, And so we started going, and um, we have a compound there. We have all that. um, People, we have a place to stay, got kitchen, all that kind of stuff. We've got transportation there. And Gerardo, who was that first night in La Esperanza, he ended up listening to my message. And he came to me and said, On that first night, he came to me and he said, Your interpreter's really good but he doesn't have any, he, he, the Spirit's not in him.
0: Hmm. Hmm.
1: And he was a college student from the city mm-hmm. who knew English and Spanish, but he didn't have any oomph, mm-hmm. you know? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And so, and I said, well, what should I do? I asked Billy that. And Hiroto speaks English and Spanish. So I asked, uh, I asked Billy and Hiroto, I said, what do I do? And Hiroto and said, I'll interpret for you. And that second night, I preached on the rapture of the church. I'll never forget it. I preached on the rapture of the church that night, and Gerardo was right there with me. I mean, he was all over it. Anyway, so uh, from that time forward, Gerardo and Billy worked together. So when Billy retired, Gerardo took over the ministry, we then decided that we wanted him to be our missionary with boots on the ground Hmm. so it worked out really really Mm -hmm. well and he's still doing it now and so Mm -hmm. now we have five vibrant churches in the mountains of honduras Mm -hmm. that Gerardo takes care of
0: thanks for listening today hope you enjoyed this first half of the conversation with daryl about besara or the good news in honduras if you'd like to learn more about how you can plug in with the Honduras mission, you can email Darryl Davenport at stewardheights.org. To connect with Jen and I, you can find us over at goingtoquip.com or on our YouTube channel. We'd love it if you'd like or love our Facebook and Instagram pages and share this podcast with your friends. See you for the rest of the conversation with Daryl next week.